from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. It's Saturday, November 17th, day 13 of the Rider Strike. In today's episode, I speak to Maria Elena Rodriguez, who was on the picket lines at the rally in front of NBC Studios yesterday. While I was there, I run into comedy writer Marvin Silbermans of The Tonight Show. Let's listen. This is Tanya Barnes with the Writer Strike Chronicles, and I'm here with Maria Elena Rodriguez. What have you written for? The Showtime series Resurrection Boulevard and the NBC miniseries Kingpin and then a couple of features that haven't been made yet. All right. And uh, where are we today? Pardon me? Where are we today? We are in front of NBC, the Tonight Show door here on lovely Alameda Boulevard in Burbank. Can you describe the situation? Uh, It sounds like a wedding going by. And unfortunately, well, nobody's getting married up here, but, uh, you know, they're honking to show support or to tell us we suck. We're not sure which yet, but hopefully uh, we're going to take it as support. Have you been uh, picketing every day? Yes. And has there been a lot of haters? No, actually, only, I'd say, a very small percentage of assholes. Story about the assholes. Well, you know, it's like uh, you know we're picketing in front of, say, the Overland Gate at Sony, and you know, some you know there are cross lights there, but some people you know want to enter the lot against the light, or you know, we're pedestrians and they would like to mow us down. And you know, actually, I heard somebody did get mowed. Is that right? Actually, that was at the Gower lot in Hollywood, and his uh, leg was fractured. No shit. And that was on the very first day of the strike. There have been no actual hardcore casualties since then. You know, there are some rules and basically, you know, uh, certain places like the Van Ness Gate at Paramount, we exercise certain rules where we march in front for 30 seconds and we let them pass for 30 seconds or, you know, we just don't inconvenience drivers that much. And that seems to work out politely enough. Okay. But, you know, there are always the assholes who just, you know, want to flip us off and we are trained not to flip them back, not to give it back. But yeah, once in a while, they'll kind of threaten you with a car and then we just let them go. There's no point in being a casualty. Yeah, yeah. This is not about martyrdom. Yeah, so why are you here? Uh, because a strike is the last resort. We have been trying to negotiate. We want to continue negotiating, but it could go on forever. And um, we also have to make the public aware of the fact that, no, most writers are not rich. This is a middle-class profession. Not everybody has a million, you know, multi-million dollar overall deal. Not everyone gets back end. Not everyone makes a big popcorn movie and gets a bonus. What's back end? If a, if a listener were listening to the show and they weren't a writer, what's a back end? Say the guys who write, say, Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Big tentpole movie, if that breaks a certain box office amount, then they get a percentage of the profit. And that's very, very few movies. It's maybe 5% of all movies. And of course, most movies tank. So even big name guys who are supposed to get back end aren't going to get it because their movies don't make the money. So the average writer working in television or doing one, selling one feature a year is probably making as much as a good gripper electrician who has, you know, five or six months of work out of the year. And there are many, many more who make a lot less, and especially 
as residuals go away, you know, because shows aren't rerun on the major networks that often anymore. They're not broadcast. They're not broadcast, or if they are, they're rerun on cable stations, which is much lower residual, or they're given away on the internet. That income that would have come from residuals is not there anymore. Let's talk about media coverage about the strike. Can you comment on that? Well, I think there have been a lot of really good articles, especially in the business pages, that have really laid out, you know... You're talking about LA Times? LA Times, New York Times, and all that. But I think there is a lot of misrepresentation going on where the AMPTP says, we're already getting money for downloads, sorry. Or that, you know, there is a deal in place, but they're referencing a deal that's based on the old video cassette and DVD formula, which is about two and a half cents per unit. Let's clarify something. We I understand the strike is about the the WGA against the AMPTP, right? But that would make it seem like independent producers are are being struck no. against. No. Let's the clarify a who right. who are striking against. Um, we shouldn't use the word producers because producers can be anything from indie producers to to Spielberg. The AMPTP are the big networks and film studios who are all owned by six big multinational corporations. It's worth noting that the uh, mainstream media and news coverage is also owned by these big conglomerates. All the newspapers, the radio stations, TV stations. So the fact that we're getting coverage at all is something. So they're all in the same corporate family, which makes it very interesting. You know, like your independent podcast is now the anomaly. But this is the future, too, because they can't buy up the whole blogosphere. But, you know, this is the new, and this is one of the biggest differences from the strike in 88 and the strike today, that there is almost total media consolidation. They own both the networks, the movie studios, and, well, the networks, movie studios, and the TV production companies. And sure, indie producers end up becoming employees when they have a film distributed or a film, you know, partially funded by the conglomerates. Back to news coverage. So do you think their coverage is fair and balanced? It depends on what you're watching. And I have to admit, I have not been watching the, the major conglomerates that much because I'm, I'm not happy with them. So where are you getting your news? Well, from your blog from other blogs from YouTube and we you know in the Writers Guild pretty well communicate with each other and other unions which is something very new. That so you're getting your information from the internet? From the internet, yes. New media? New media, right, which is not entirely owned you know they can't do anything I mean I'd like to see them put enough good ad dollars on yours your site and see you sell out you know I'm gonna see all the knitting and massage and arts and crafts swap meets <laughs> buying time. But no, I mean, it is a big difference that um, you cannot rely on the corporate media. We're glad it's, it's here, but it cannot help but report in its own interest. And even when there isn't a strike going on, it's very evident when you turn on the 11 o'clock news and the lead story is about, say if it's ABC News, it's going to be about Ugly Betty before, you know, the world oil prices or Pakistan, it's going to be about promoting their own entertainment shows, which is very interesting. I mean, is that news? Or, you know, John Stamos being attacked on a plane by, you know. So, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt.
Okay, now let's talk about new media and entertainment for a minute. Do you consume new media, and if so, what are you watching or downloading? Well, I have to say for myself, cooking and travel. Okay. That's, that's my great grand procrastination. Of course, some YouTubes, a lot of um, music, alternative music sites for indie bands and, you know, just esoteric rock and roll and stuff like that. And then a lot of foreign, because, I, you know, I used to travel a lot and I want to keep up on my foreign languages, I check into news sites and fan sites in France, in, in Italy, in Spain, and Mexico, and India, <laughs> just because it's a totally different perspective than ours, and it forces me to read or listen in a foreign language, and it's really illuminating. What's your favorite uh, website you like to visit? My damn channel or YouTube or, you know, because my nephews post on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of obscure websites and then blog spots of friends who are blogging. And, and then again, any family person, any person in my family who sets up a blog, I'll check into. Anything you they're spelling. <laughs> Anything you want to say before we wrap this up? We appreciate the support that we're getting from people. We want everyone to know that we know we're not all rich, rich slobs whining about the internet and we realize that we have a responsibility too because if we bend over and cut a bad deal all the other unions all the other guilds are going to have to take whatever we took so we are you know it's not that we're great heroes here that we know we have to do something good here is this your contract went up before everybody else yeah we just we we just came up before they did and we know that they're trying this divide and conquer tactic and we won't fall for it this time we have in the past we can't do it again Speaking of divide and conquer, IATSE went on their website with a public letter to Patrick Verone. Had you read that? If it came out today, I haven't. I've been reading the stuff in the past, and I did see this thing in Variety today. Here's an ad. It says, WGA, AMPTP, please negotiate. Signed 100,000 out-of-work crew members. Who do you think paid for that spot? Um, probably I, the different IA unions. We apologize that it is inconveniencing and wreaking havoc for everybody, but we are also doing, we're not doing this to put lots of other people out of work. We're doing this because we know if we cave, none of the other unions, whether they're the guilds or IA unions, are going to be able to fight for anything better than what we get. That's it. And I, I mean, the IA, some of the IA unions, not all of them, do get kick-ins to their pension and welfare from, you know, something akin to residuals, that could go away tomorrow. They wanted to take ours away at the beginning of the strike. They wanted to do that to us. They want to do it to everybody else. So we're sorry, and we want it to be over as soon as possible. Not only do we want, I want it to be over, I want it to be fair. Yeah, yeah, we don't want it over just to be over, because a bad deal is going to affect everybody. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you, Tanya, for having your walk. That was Maria Elena Rodriguez on the picket lines in front of NBC Studios. We'll close out today's episode of the Rider Strike Chronicles with a conversation with comedy writer Marvin Silbermans of The Tonight Show as he shows me photos he took on his iPhone with the Wizard of Oz munchkins that had picketed with the writers earlier that day. What's the record? I just, the munchkins were here today, four of them. What munchkins? The, I totally missed it. From I had the to Wizard work. of Oz, the original munchkins. Why were One they One was here? over 90 years old. They were oh, supporting wow, us in the strike. They're SAG members. They're not WGA members. And here you see a reporter okay. bending down to interview them. Uh, but they, they, they were four of them. Uh, I didn't know that four munchkins were still with us, but God bless them. And these two have been married about 60 years. Oh, wow. 
And, and three were from the Lollipop Guild. Uh. One wasn't. And you know how that munchkin feels when you're not a member of the Lollipop Guild? Yeah, left yeah, out. You always feel, you know, like a little less of a munchkin. But maybe it's better to be a little less of a munchkin. Maybe it's more munchkin-y. But that was great of them to turn out and support. Anyhow, there they were. I think he was the president of the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> and as you know, even though, no, even though that was 1939, he still gets Secret Service protection today. Whoa, because he's country. a former president of the Lollipop Guild. Well, that's it. All the rest of them. Now, can we end this interview before the strike ends? Yeah. We better hurry up and end it before the strike is over. Nice seeing you again. Yeah, good seeing you too. Thank you. See you Tuesday in Hollywood. Will you be there? That was comedy writer Marvin Silverman's of The Tonight Show. As he mentioned, next Tuesday, November 20th in Hollywood, is the Labor Solidarity with Writers March and Rally. Help write a new chapter in Hollywood history? Join thousands of members of the Writers Guild of America as they begin week three of its strike against the media conglomerates of the AMPTP. March down Hollywood Boulevard with film and TV writers, actors, musicians, teamsters, service employees, and other unions in this fight for justice. Assembly begins at 1 p.m. at Hollywood Boulevard and Ivar, and the march begins at 1.30. For more information, contact the WGA at 323-782-4574. listening to the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com. 